Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltzlamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. They go fastball away against him. It's a high fly ball to right. Way back. Frazier's going to watch it fly. The spectacular Shohei has done it again. It's 26th home run. And this game is all tied. Wow, Shohei, 113 miles per hour exit velocity. So you were waking up this morning wondering, I wonder if Shohei Itani is good. Well, here we are. We're here to remind you that, yeah, he is. That reminder came in the form of the home run call of the day. Wayne Randazzo, Mark Gubiza, calling the aforementioned Mr. Atani's homer in the Angels' 2-1 walk-off win over the White Sox. And, yes, Shohei Atani is good. He is good. So we just wanted to give you that reminder. And also a reminder, baseball's important. Also a reminder that FanDuel's awesome. Thank you, FanDuel, for jumping in, sponsoring, being part of the family, helping power this great, great podcast, this great conversation. Also a reminder, at BB isn't boring, Twitter account, Instagram account, big contest going on with a book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. Go check that out on the socials. Joe Kelly is giving away some some really, really, really wow prizes, including the golden ticket. He's the Willy Wonka of baseball. You have to go check out the socials on that. Well, if you check out social, you also see a lot of miserable Mets fans. Mets lost again, biggest payroll in the history of baseball, and they just keep losing and losing and losing. We're going to have to dig in on that a little bit. But... You know, until then, we just want to brighten everyone's day. Maybe everybody who is a Mets fan, we are doing a huge, huge service for today. Because today 
is a little bit of a distraction. We have on comedian Kevin Goatee, who is the author, the participant, the co-host of a great podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow. I was on it. And it's basically, uh, in synopsis, you take a movie, someone takes a movie, and you have to just pick it apart. A movie that people actually think they like, you pick it apart. I picked, on Gutting the Sacred Cow, Major League, the movie Major League. And it was, as you're going to hear in the podcast, it was a thankless job. I just didn't want to, you know, take the easy way. I gave it my all. Um... I don't think that I convinced anyone that Major League isn't good. But, you know, it's not my thing. I like other baseball movies better. So anyway, we had on Kevin to talk about that subject, which is a subject that who doesn't like talking about this? The best and worst when it comes to all things baseball movies, baseball movie characters, actors portraying baseball players. The best and worst. I want, after everyone listening to this, I want to hear on socials, on at BB isn't boring, where people agreed with Kevin, where people disagreed with Kevin, but any anybody who loves baseball, loves baseball movies, and they also can digest the, the greatness or the discomfort that comes with the good and the bad of portraying baseball baseball players on, in movies. So, this is what we're doing. Today we're distracting you, Mets fans. We're distracting you from the awfulness of being a Mets fan, at least right now, with this great conversation with Kevin Goatee. What is the good, the bad, and the, I don't know, awkward, hilarious, intriguing of all baseball movies? Good conversation. Here you go. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on right now than Kevin Goatee of Gutting the Sacred Cow, a podcast, a podcast which was so nice to have you. I felt so honored to go on. And Kevin, like, first of all, how are you? Good? You like- I'm doing great, sir. How are you doing? Good. Do you still like baseball? Baseball a good thing? Yeah. Baseball's a great thing. Too bad the Yankees decided to eat a, a barrel of turds over the weekend with Boston. But well, I, you know. I saw I saw uh, the Hal Steinbrenner said I can't understand why people are upset. Well, I saw okay. that too. <laughs> I can, I can, and I'll get into the thirty second diatribe. I can because I'm sick and tired of having the third highest payroll in baseball. I'm tired of not winning a World Series in thirteen years with the third highest. Now we used to be the first or second highest payroll in baseball, and I'm tired of Brian. <laughs> Cashman, who should have been fired seven or eight years ago when I started calling for it, because he does not go out of the deadline and make the deals that he should, and then signs guys whom he shouldn't. That's why I can see why. That's why I can't. Hal Stanton should, should have talked to me. Should have spoken with me, Hal. Thank you for the first clip that we are going to use. Oh, uh, <laughs> Kevin Goatee responds to Hal Steinbrenner. Excellent. Oh, he's the worst. Um. Well, you're the best, one of the best comedians, <laughs> one of the best comedians out there. And, and oh, thanks uh, to talk about great ba- all things baseball today. We're going to be talking along the lines of what we talked about when I went on your podcast is baseball movies, baseball characters. And um, as we were talking about before that, we got on the podcast, I went into the belly of the beast uh, and said, here's what's wrong with major league. And as I was doing it, as I was doing it, Kevin, I got to be honest with you. First of all, I love going on Gutting the Sacred Cow. It was so much fun. It's such oh, a thank good you. podcast. Thank you. 
but I've never been more exhausted because you guys keep just like I am. I I feel like I was on my. I was desperately trying to to make a point, which I knew once we got going, I was never going to make the point to satisfy anybody that Major League the movie was wasn't a good movie ever. Yeah, look, you, you you chose a film, and I give you all the credit in the world for mustering up the sack to do it, because that is not easy mm. to come at that. I appreciate that. And again, not everyone who comes on Gutting the Sacred Cow, as you said, the best movie-reviewed movie debate podcast out there, where guests pick a film they find overrated and trying to convince us to see their argument is the point of this. But the twists is a film must meet one of these criteria, widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. Major League was at least well, was two of those, th- two of those mm. three things. The goal, though, doesn't always have to be you have to completely, you know, put a nuclear warhead in the cow and, and just detonate it from afar. <laughs> if you get it, we, we call a lot of guttings. If you get me to drop my score or, or, or the co-host to drop the score, that's a gutting. Like that, if you make enough points to do that, that's a, that's a win. You can't, if you get it to go from like a nine to an eight or even whatever, yeah, then that's a win. But, you served. This was no, green skeleton here. No, what I once I started figuring out that my uh, my problem with the movie was the purity, the the sanctity of baseball. Nah, yeah. th- that was was nowhere to go from that. Um, but I will say this: I haven't told you this. I uh, okay. our good friend um, who may come up later in the podcast, DB Sweeney, who uh, pitch. At Fenway Park, maybe uh, coming your way. So it's ah, oh, that'd be awesome, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, he threw out he threw out a great first pitch at Fenway Park through his slider, which is I think uh, should you should get tip of the chapeau to him for that. I mean, not a not bad at all if he can throw the old sweeper the as sweeper. they're calling it now. Oh. So dumb, so dumb. <clears throat> well, and here's the thing, Kevin. I'm, see, you you are we're mind melting right now because. Mm-hmm. Later this week, I literally have a podcast talking to a player who craps all over that thing. Exactly. Ooh. This guy, so he played he pitches for the Red Sox, Richard Blyer, okay. and he's pitched for everybody. But he's he's I said to him, So what is this thing about the sweeper? He's like, Oh, don't even get me going. All right, all right, turn on microphone, let's get going. And he crapped all over it. The same thing you did. It's a slider, it's a slider. People love making up names. So the only uh, the only time I ever agree with Susan Waldman is when she said it's not a sleeper, it's a slider. <laughs> the only time I agree with Susan Waldman. Well, Ugh. all right. So uh we once again, I really appreciate you coming on because there is no better person. And I think I feel like I want to do this more, um, go down this road because there's the baseball, there's the on the field baseball, there's the trades. We do love doing fake trades. We did those again. Fake trades okay. are always good. Uh, and then there's like the 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 outside the baseball the 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 entertainment ver- um and the things that are outside whether it's whether it's the sh- the um, the athletic wear the shoes the hats the the gear the movies the TV shows the actors whatever it is I mean this is the lifeblood of baseball this is honestly Kevin this is a what has helped baseball push it along a little bit. But mm-hmm. also where baseball has gotten in all in its own way as well. I mean, this is a sport which didn't allow the players to wear more than two colors on their shoes up until like five years ago. Yeah, pretty yeah. dumb. That's pretty dumb. Right? Pretty dumb. And so every once in a while, a good baseball movie or good baseball characters will help push 
the conversation. Um, major, I'll, I'll say this about Major League. That's what it did, right? It got mm-hmm. it got the people who didn't know anything about baseball to know a little bit about baseball. So there you go. I got to say, as a Gen Xer, that's the film that you're exactly right. It got everyone on board because it was fun and a little bit of silly, but there was enough baseball, I thought, I know you didn't, that was like, I can buy that. It's not that horse shit natural where he smashes the lights out with a home run and everything catches fire because he hit one light out. Okay, that's a bunch of nonsense. At least with this one, at least this one, there's a lot of like, all right, that can happen. Mm, Yeah, Corbin Corbin Burnson could absolutely have a contract that prevents him from doing push-ups. That could absolutely happen no question listen as a yankee fan the two words carl provano don't be surprised <laughs> if corbin bernstein's character was not echoed somehow in carl provano later on in life. <laughs> all right all right let's go let's go this this get the right. brass at this i'm going to ask you these very very important questions and they are important questions because i think that whatever you say kevin is going to be the jumping off point from here on in, we'll ask other people these questions. Maybe we'll have DB on. Maybe We need to define these questions and these answers. The first question right. is three, the three best baseball-playing actors. The three okay. best baseball-playing actors. And if you like, because I like power rankings, if you like, you can go three to one. Uh, that's if exactly you, what I'm going to do. There you go. Let's do it. I'm not a rookie to this stuff. Come on, I do a, fan, I do a fantasy football show too, for God's sakes. There you go. Number number three. This one's going to surprise a few people. Dennis Quaid in The Rookie. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty good form for a guy who was a self a self described manorexic. Also, he had pretty good form as he dodged a fake shark in 3D. Although it looks like his ex wife Meg Ryan got caught in those fake jaws. With that botched plastic surgery. So Dennis Quaid, number three, the rookie. What is the – that's not a bad one. I got to give that one to you. So you. number three, Dennis Quaid. What was the peak of Dennis Quaid's athletic ability? And I'm not even – it doesn't have to be like the rookie. But this has to be like, you know, you have – like you said, Dennis Quaid, he went from sort of in shape to really, really skinny to I don't know what. So what is the peak? The peak, I think, and it, 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 but it fit him so perfectly. And this is my all-time favorite football movie, Any Given Sunday, <laughs> where, where he plays a washed-up, like on the not a washed-up, but on the way down quarterback who gets injured. He's not doing that much in the film, but I don't know of any other Dennis Quaid athletic films besides that. Uh, <laughs> maybe inner, maybe inner space when he flies a spaceship. <laughs> that is that is a that is an absolute great poll. And before we go to your number two, because things are popping in my head as you're talking, this is I'm sure this question has come up to you at some point. Better quarterback name. You know where I'm going with this. The answer is only Seaman Willie Beeman, and that's it. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna okay this this narrow the search better or Johnny or or, or or Johnny Utah better better quarterback name played by Keanu Reeves Shane Falco oh. or Johnny Utah oh my God Johnny Utah in a landslide <laughs> because I don't care what city you are in go to a bar go to a primary dudes bar. You go to a bar from the hours of 8 to 2, and I promise you, someone will be at that bar. His buddy's going to go yell to his buddy who's getting, going to the bar to get drinks, going, Utah, 
Give me two. <laughs> Never fails. And everyone around him just nods and smiles and go, yeah, man, love Point Break. Shane Falco, not bad, though. Shane Falco, not, not, not bad, not bad. Yeah. He All just right. drew the short straw against this one. That's <laughs> number, for sure. Next podcast. Uh, number two. Number two, what do you got? Number two is a no-brainer. Charlie Sheen, he took steroids to throw into the 80s. And David David Ortiz took steroids as a twin to look like a melted Shrek who got in a car accident. <laughs> So Charlie Sheen in Major League, not yes. in, not in Eight Men Out. Charlie Sheen, no. yeah, in Eight Men, no, in, in in Major League, absolutely. Okay, okay. Eight Men Out. I don't recall much of him doing stuff. Well, well here's you. Did I tell ahead. you the story? Did I tell you the story about this? Tell me how, how Charlie Sheen got in Eight Men Out via oh. via DB Sweeney. So DB Sweeney is like his, you know, he's he's his third film, and he's they ask him, "You got any baseball playing acting friends?" and in, so at the time, Charlie Sheen was doing Wall Street in New York. So they're out at a bar in New York, and and as DB said, Charlie's like ripping off darts and you know it like you know darts, and and he's like, he said, hey, you want to be in this movie? He's like, yeah, he's a big, it's a big role. And he's like, oh sure, okay, okay, yeah, I like playing baseball. And he gets it. And he's not on on the page till page forty. And he's like, dude, you know, he does it much better, but dude. What's going on? I'm not on page 40. And then, as you said, not a huge role. Played center field. Ended up getting some more lines because I think they complained a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, but he was good in that, man. Like, yeah. he was good. He was legit. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's number two. All right. Number one. I mean, you're an absolute liar if it's not Kevin Costner. He yeah. played ball and it shows. Too bad he's not as good as evicting his ex-wife from his house as he is playing a perennial minor leaguer. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with any of that, Austin. <laughs> the uh, all right, I, that has to. I so I I also had Costner. I mean, Costner. That was you're right. I mean, Costner was he was in shape. I actually saw him at a home run derby uh, that year. Was it around then? And he could actually like legitimately swing the bat. So I would go with that. Um, I am going to go with my good friend DB. Like DB was a legit player in Eight Men Out. I feel like right. John Cusack was legit there too. And how about this? I'm curious to get your take on this one, Tom All Selleck. Right. Tom Selleck. I has I saw Mr. Baseball in the theater as a 13 year old, and I haven't watched it since because I remember it just going, eh. <laughs> you know. I mean, there's a bunch of those. The Scout with Brendan Fraser. They, oh. they, they had a bunch of terrible film, baseball films. The Babe with John Goodman. I mean, there was 1990 to 1991. Major League Two was like a, a sweet spot of dog shit baseball films. <laughs> Can you name the scout? I'm glad you brought that up. Can you name that character name? Another great name. The scouts. No, no I saw it in 1990. Bre- Bre- Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yep. Steve. I believe it's Steve Nebraska. So what they decided to do was go right out. Oh, this is before Point Break. So everyone wants to pick a first name <laughs> and then a state last name. Oh, man. That's, oh, Hollywood. That's so, You're that's so formularic. Tom, Tom Selleck in Mr. Baseball was... He was. I felt like he was a good baseball player, but only if you allowed for the baseball player being like a forty-five-year-old DH that couldn't play a position. You, know, you mean he, Edgar, Mar- Edgar Martinez? Exactly. He was like the yes. He was Edgar Martinez. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good. That's a good, solid list. I Thank love you. the. I love the Dennis Quaid pick. I. I yeah. totally forget about that. Um, okay. Now this is a even better category. All right. Three, three worst. Baseball playing actors. All right. 
Number three, and this one you're going to go, oh, I never thought of that. You ready? Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and Cobb. <laughs> because those flashback scenes he had when he was a player, I mean, playing the old man, he's great. And it's a great film, Cobb, by the way. But when he was a player, pretty cr- pretty cringy. Kind of like watching Ken Jeong <laughs> dance around the hangover with that little dong when he popped out of the truck. <laughs> there's not, cringy. There's absolutely nothing cringier than that. I can't see any. I just watched. What did I see? Oh, the uh, Hasselhoff movie that that he's in. Yeah, exactly. It came out like two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh, chasing Hasselhoff or hunting Hasselhoff or something. And he's like the lead character. Of course he is. Yeah. Because because everyone else said no (laughs) to something going on worth Uh, above snuff film level. (laughs) So that's a good good one. I can't remember Cobb too well, I'm going to be honest with you. But I can remember that Tommy Lee Jones would not be a good baseball player. Yeah, uh, I rewatched. rewatched it recently. It's a, it's a very solid film. But you're watching him going, "Yeah, he's too old for this." Who show. would so? Who would you cast? Who who would be the guy? Who do you think? For Cobb? Yeah. Oh, that's a wow. tough one, right? That's a good follow up. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to really give that one some serious thought. Uh, I mean, he has the accent down because he's Texas. I know he's Georgia, Texas, Georgia. Yeah. But I got. I mean. Well, my point call is, me, call what, me, what, Bradley Cooper. I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. What, what, what in doubt default to Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Uh, but it's not a bad one. Um, yeah. All right, number two. Number two. And this one, again, a little off the beaten path. Thomas Ian Nicholas in Rookie of the Year. This kid looks like he should have auditioned to be in the Troublemakers acapella group from Pitch Perfect because he looked as awkward as I did when I tried to ask out Jana Fiore to my sixth grade dance. <laughs> and the only so, reason I know about Pitch Perfect because we just watched it for the podcast. I was never seen Pitch Perfect until three nights ago. Sure you didn't. Sure. Um, <laughs> I swear to the, God. Uh, so you're talking about the kid. The kid? Yeah, the kid. He was so unnatural. There was nothing mechanics-wise. I'm like, again, he looks like he looks like an engine that's about to seize every time he threw a pitch. Uh, that's I, I don't know. I mean, the kid, the poor kid. He was a kid. He was, a, he was a kid. You put yourself out for public consumption like that. You take the paycheck to be the starring role, buddy. I'm sorry, but I love you more. Actually, American Pie. That's more of your bailiwick. So what, one of one of the uh, that he was drafted by. I actually might be with a Mets organization now. This guy Pete Crow Armstrong. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. Outfielder. He was the son of the mother in that movie. No kidding. Yeah, and so he tells the story about like, uh, so what you're saying is that Pete Crow Armstrong would have been a better choice than. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Does Pete, does he go up and go? Pitcher's got a big butt. <laughs> That'd be funny. If uh, uh, all right, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one is an absolute no-brainer slam dunk, and that's Eddie Harris of Major League. Watching <laughs> watching Eddie Harris pitch is like watching Wilford Brimley trying to do a somersault kick. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like having a guy who looks like he's in his late 80s while he's having a seizure mid-wind-up. That was atrocious. <laughs> Which, by the way, I thank you for bringing that up because that was, other than the purity of baseball, that was my second most powerful argument in saying Major League sucked was right. was Eddie Harris. Like I think he was 48 at the time that he, that he had. 48? I'm 46, so. and I look insanely better. <laughs> oh, there's no, oh, there's no question. As I said, I mean, he said... 
He's like, oh, what do you get that white stuff across your chest? Oh, it's for the pitches. Like, how are you ever going to access that during a yeah. game? You never yeah. are. You might as well try and put it on your dick because at least they're not going to give you a weird <laughs> look if you grab your dick every three seconds versus put your hand inside your shirt collar, grabbing See? your pectoral. See, that's why I know you know baseball because that's absolutely accurate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me give you three, which you didn't mention. Okay. Okay. Sure. In, okay. Number one, Anthony Perkins. This is going way back. Yeah, I, that was one that was on a lot of the Google list, but I don't, I, I didn't see that film, so that's why I'm not. Yeah, gonna... that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I got two catchers. I have a big problem with catchers. Actors trying to play catchers. John Candy and Brewster's Millions. Okay. I mean, come on. First of all, poor John Candy having to play a baseball movie in the era where they wore polyester uniforms. It's kind of like when George Scott didn't hit the sweet spot in that. You know, former Red Sox first baseman. <laughs> yeah. But uh, John Candy, just, yeah, I'm sorry. RIP, but just too big. And then the last one, for the love of the game, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I had thought about that one. I did. Yeah. I mean, him going back to catch a pop up was a little awkward. Yeah. Fun. Uh, <laughs> he looked like he was on ice skates out there. <laughs> All right. Good ones. Excellent. Okay. We're, I mean, you're pitching a perfect game, basically. Um, oh, I do. I do have an honorable mention. Okay. Good. Uh, Tom Cruise throwing a baseball in War of the Worlds. Oh. I, would rather, I would rather listen to the virtues of a Scientology pitch and then be forced to watch Rock of Ages on an endless loop than watch him try and throw a ball again. <laughs> you know what it was like? It was like that car commercial where the father's trying to teach the kid how to play catch and he just can't, th- he can't throw a ball. Uh, uh, imagine if Tom Cruise threw out the first pitch of a game. He would never no. do it. He would never do it. He would never do it. I mean, the man can jump off buildings on motorcycles, and I will pay $15 every single time to see that. But throwing a ball was like watching someone throw a ball for the first time with their opposite hand. That's how. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's, it's such like, a good it was like watching Jim Abbott trying to throw the ball with his right hand. Um, such, a, such a good description. It's true. Uh, all right. Excellent job. Uh, okay. Here we go. Top three characters baseball characters all right i'm going to take this from a different angle number three is ham porter sandlot weak film does not hold up was not crazy about it i actually know the kid who starred is uh yeah as smalls uh but he had some of the best lines come on guys want to wrap this up by lunch ham porter steals the show in sandlot he is the show no one else that is a no. great call thank you that's uh, great and by the way by the way, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He he looks like if you walk down the street today, even though he's what thirty years older, mm-hmm. I think there's Ham, there's Ham Porter. He looks yeah. exactly the same. I went to years ago into Miami Marlins game against the Phillies the day before the All Star game, and on the plane down, I said, Ah, you know what? I'm watching so long. I watched Sandlot. I go to the Marlins game. It is the 20th anniversary of Sandlot, and Yaya and Ham Porter. I have a Ham, <laughs> and I have a Ham Porter bobblehead on my on my. Uh, oh. on my so oh. yeah, I the one time I brought home something past the age of 18 that was from a, from a free promo at a ballpark, which I'm sure you probably have like thousands of. Well, that's, that's what eBay's for. Um, <laughs> that's, right. a, that, that's, that's three. Yeah, that's, that's three. Number two. Yep. Come on. This is another easy one. Tanner Boyle. Bad news. Bad uh. news. Who's funnier than him? It certainly wasn't that hillbilly catcher from Major League Two. 
Tanner Boyle saying all the shit that you sure as hell can't say today, nor should you, but at least the other lines he was saying were funny and spot on. Oh, so such a good choice. I mean, I, I can't even argue with these top two. And I didn't even think of that. I was so laser focused on how Bad News Bears not enter into the equation more. I could go down. We should do a whole nother one of like no. of everything about Bad News Bears, which A, you can't ever say now. You could never right. do now. And also just the quality of characters. Everybody in that had like a memorable character. It was awesome. Right. It was awesome. Being a memorable character has got to go with number one. And this is a no-brainer. Kelly Leak, all he did was hit dingers, drink beer, smoke cigarettes, play air hockey, and date Tatum O'Neill. Except for the smoking part, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> has anyone – it's a great call, by the way. Great call. One of the best the, – maybe the best Little League player of all time, even though he was probably 30 when he was playing. <laughs> but, but has anyone – here's a good question for you. Has any actor – portrayed two ends of the spectrum of athletic ability more than the guy uh, who played Kelly Leak. Played Jackie Kelly, O'Haley. Jackie O'Haley. J- so he, Kelly Leak, and then semi-pro, he played the burnout who made the shot. And, I turned off semi-pro because I hated it so much. Oh, really? I hated it. <laughs> so Will, Will Ferrell films are just, they are hit like Anchorman and... Anchorman and Anchorman. And then there are misses like Anchorman 2, Running with Scissors, uh, the aforementioned uh, semi-pro. I I won't watch Blades of Glory. I just – some things he's good. He's good in small doses. He's great in small doses. Mm. But long doses, I hate Step Brothers. Oh! I hate it. Hate it. Will, uh, the guy from uh, Barstool, uh, Black Sox Dave, White Sox Dave came on yeah. to Step Brothers. And he's, I, I, I never liked it from before. It, that last hour, half hour, it's only an hour and a half film, drags. Yeah, yeah. The Catalina wine mixer guys, that's what you're hanging your hat on. But, but I mean, but, but everyone, when you have a function like this, Catalina, you talk about going to a bar with Johnny Utah, everyone mentions Catalina wine mis- mixer. Like everybody, everybody. Not in my circle of friends. Oh, well. (laughs) Well, I I, I understand. I get it. But it just, it wore thin. The kids are assholes. It's just, I I couldn't, I didn't find it funny. I really didn't. I know I'm the minority. No, it's all right. It's your prerogative to be wrong. You you can can TM that for your podcast. Um, Noted. But uh, I, I do think that, like, you small doses, as a quick aside, the wedding crashers, the mm-hmm. character he plays at the end of that. Yep, they, I'm with that's, you. that's what you're talking about, right? And and also in uh, old school, I think that's highly overrated. I don't hate it, but it's overrated. Everyone's putting up their uh, Animal House is a, is a quintessential fraternity film. People want to put it, say it's as good or better than. No, thank nah. you, sir. I will not co-sign on that. But he's he's a part of an ensemble, which is great. But he, I, I need him in, in in drabs, and he's too much. Will Ferrell is just like too much paprika. No thanks. <laughs> Put it on the bumper stickers. Um, <laughs> uh, I, there's the one, and this is a cliche, but Kevin Costner's character in Bull Durham. I mean, I can't get past that. That's the, it's obviously it's the main character, Crash Davis. Yeah, but it's I mean that ha- to me, I can't even the purity of baseball in me. I can't even like have a problem with that. 
Everything about I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And we talked about it in the podcast. I don't like Bill Durham. I don't find it near as as, as adored. I don't know why. People paint it as a comedy. I'm not laughing. If it's if it's just a straight up drama, I'm with it. I'm fine. I got it. It's okay. I'll never watch it again. Uh, the baseball purist. That's their crown jewel. I don't like Ron Shelton. Tin cup. Turn that shit right off. No, thank you. It's it's just I I didn't dig it as much. Oh. Yeah, not a fan. That wasn't it. Wasn't a tin cup guy. Well, by the by the way, white man can't jump. What happened to the second one? What happened? You, to mean, one? you, you mean the reboot? Yeah, the reboot. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? No one saw it for good reason. Yeah, I'm not. No, thank you. My argument with well, one thing I always say in gutting the sacred cow: reboots stink because they never reboot the bad films, which they should do. Give the one, th- give the films that stunk of a completely brand new coat of paint. The one, re- two reboots they got right. Judge Dredd, the Stallone, is terrible. Dredd, which came out 11 years ago with Carl Urban, fantastic. Why? <laughs> Judge Dredd sucked. It needed, it was bad. You know what they did not need to, re- I'm sorry, the other film was, that was great. The first Star Trek reboot. I'm not a Star Trek guy by any stretch, but that first one was pretty solid. But they go on, they try and reboot RoboCop. No, the first one's perfect. Point break. No, it's perfect. Photo <laughs> Recall is perfect. It angers me. They're trying to go back and, and, and catch lightning in a bottle again. No, they're all good. And of course, what they always do, they try and take the ones that were R and they reboot it to a PG-13 to get the younger crowd, which breaks my rule of reboots <laughs> slash sequels. You cannot have the original go from an R to a PG-13. And for a sequel, you cannot have the original 10 year sequel 10 years after the original, 10 years or more. It, by the way, life. first of all, everything you said, I, I think it should be put on a, a plaque somewhere because it was dead on. It absolutely Thank you. outside every movie theater. If people go to mm-hmm. movie theaters anymore, um, but <laughs> but you know when we talk about sequels, like it, it is funny how a baseball movie probably is one of the top five. Oh, this is why you do not do a base a sequel. I mean, Caddyshack right. Two is maybe the trash. The, the maybe the Godfather of 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 why you don't do a sequel, but Major right. League Two isn't far behind. No, it is not. It is terrible. Bad News Bears sequels also stunk too. Yeah, I could I could power through that. I could power through that. It's just like the problem was is that you couldn't go to the levels that, that it, where where and also by the way, every time you try going to the levels of uh, political incorrectness. That it was forced where the original was like, this is just our life, man. Yeah. This yeah. is just how we live. We're just like yeah. hanging out drinking beers with 10-year-olds in the back of a, of a, of a convertible. Yeah. Gone are the days of the dad slapping his kid out in the mound for not hitting a batter like he told him to. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, that's, and, and the, the only payment was the wife goes off with the kid. Like, the cops are... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other adults are sitting in stunned silence. No one is like, you piece of shit are rushing the field to beat that guy up. But you're right. It would be tasers, attack dogs, a a helicopter flying in from Child Protective Services and swooping that kid out of there. And that dad would be, you know, almost on a Megan's Law list kind of level of 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 registry or something like that. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Final category. This is the meat and potatoes. Okay. Three best baseball movies not named Field of Dreams or Major League because, okay. you know, Field Obviously, of Dreams and Major yeah. League. Yeah. So give me, give me a third, number three. Boy. All right. So obviously Major League and Field of Dreams, because you know my taste, that, that's one and two. So what we're really doing is we're fighting for three, four, and five here. So I'll go yep. five first. I'm going to say this may be a surprise. I say 61. As much as Billy Crystal annoys me as the anointed celebrity Yankee fan. By the way, I, I, I like to ask a question. Who's the coolest and the most annoying celebrity fans of your team? Billy Crystal, the most annoying that no one likes. The coolest? Jack Nicholson. Coolest oh, Yankee fan ever. Jack oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't Jackson. know that. Jack's a Jersey guy. Him and okay. DeVito from the, from uh, Neptune. Yeah, Jack's a Yankee fan. Was at a lot of games sitting back there with the glasses on, too, before now he's like 90. But yeah, Billy Crystal got it right from all the players who were there saying it was great. I rewatched 61 maybe a month or two ago, and it's still solid. 61 is, is great. I, I thought it was, I, I liked it a lot. That's well, a great, that's a great, that's a great poll because that is not, was that, uh, was that in HBO? Or, yes, was, it was. Yeah. So, well, yeah, HBO. it wasn't like a theater movie. No, no. No, no, no. It came out like 99, 2000. I did yeah. it, VHS taped it. But that's on HBO Max, which is how I watched it just a little bit ago. So definitely give that a rewatch. It's, uh, I mean, he's so anal, which is good in this case. He got a photo from when uh, Maris hit 61, and he had all the actors lined up as the players as they were in that photo when Maris hit that ball. Like, that's how on top of it he was. But he's still an annoying shit. Number <laughs> number four, eight men out. Solid story. Great story, actually. Solid ball players. Although, like you said, your boy DB. Yeah. A lot of those balls. There was no one in that that, that um, those athletes you're like, or actors, excuse me, you're like, nah, not buying it. So eight men out, solid. Great story. And the original Bad News Bears is number three, and I don't have to give an explanation because no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, you know, I would be, I would say Bad News Bears. I mean, Bad News Bears. You talk about an iconic movie, and this is another thing. Anytime you see any little league uniform, you immediately say Chico's Bail Bonds. It's, it's I do that right. all. We did that. When we're playing ball. Like if someone dropped an easy pop fly, like. Chico's bail bonds. <laughs> That's what we would yell out. Someone did a botch and easy play. I have two honorable men. Okay. All right. Let's do it. For love of the game, you get Kevin Costner and you get nine innings of Vince Scully. What mm. more do you want? Yeah. He, yeah. Although, that was good. Oh, and who was, and by the way, trivia, who was Vince Scully's color commentator in that movie? I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah. It's a good trivia question. I used to work with him. That's why I know. Up and Damn it. Uh, a bo- is a Boston guy? Uh, sort of. He played for the Red Sox. Played for the White Sox. Hulk Harrelson? <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a good guess. <laughs> Thank you. Steve Lyons. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah he used to be on Fox all the time. That's right. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve Lyons. Yeah, he was the color commentator. But for the love of the game. Cl- I like clear- that. And it, that's another and one. It, clear the mechanism. No, great. Great. Too a little too much romance for me. I get it's an integral part of the plot because it's not just him going the perfect game. It's him just going through the machinations of a failed relationship, getting back together, blah, blah, blah. And I always laugh when I see the her breaking down on the Deacon Expressway. I go, ah 
That, that's because you sit in traffic after the game there all the time. <laughs> and here's one that's off the beaten path that I may catch shit for, but I don't care. I love Little Big League. I love that film. It is the film, the kid film that we should have gotten. It demolishes uh, Angels in the Outfield and obviously Rookie of the Year and Sandlot. It's the closest thing to, a, if you had to, a baseball reality look view. I, I dug it. it. It's fun. I, 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 I a, like a, a, lot, a lot of players in it, right? A lot of players in it. Griffey Jr., Randy Johnson, Paul O'Neill. I mean, there's throughout three right off the top, but there are a ton of cameos from uh, from famous uh, from uh, ball players in the '90s, and so it's uh, that'd be a good watch. Can, can I just go back to uh, for the love of the game? Sure. Excellent casting, Kelly Preston in that character. Yes. I thought so. Whereas Point Break, I thought terrible casting for the girlfriend. Kelly Preston, excellent casting. Funny enough, you say the girlfriend because she turns out to be Dottie, uh, what's her face, his sister in Little in uh, League of Their Own. Well, okay, where does League where does League of Your Own uh, of their own League of Your Own League of yeah. Their Own fit in your sort of like top ten, top fifteen, top twenty? Yeah, top top ten for sure. It's solid. Hanks is Hank. Hanks is so great. I mean, the line of lines that go, it gets the sign baseball, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. I mean, <laughs> that's key. Where he, you know, he comes out, he's like, you know, I was in the John, read my contract, and just that quick little uh, offhanded comment. Like, Hanks is great, and, you know, a little emotional in the end when you find out he died, but it's sol- It's a good film. Actually, fun story, but that was filmed in Indiana. My grandmother was an extra in that film. Really? Yeah, she's in there. Talk, talk to Penny Marshall for about fifteen seconds, and what do tell? Like, was it was she one of the players at the end? No, 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 no. She was in the stands. She was a, she oh. was an extra in the stands. Yep. All right. And was she also an extra in Hoosiers as well? I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> she <laughs> should yeah, up in Hickory. No, yeah, she not the, the, the Hoosiers cut. My dad was an extra in the Crucible. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, on an island in Ipswich. Yes. Uh, f- f- uh, films that did not make my list, of course, Mister Destiny, Ed, <laughs> and. Ed and Major League Three back to the minors, not making my cut any anytime soon. How about Mister Three Thousand? I saw that in the theater with my ex girlfriend. Oh. Uh, it's not good. No, it's Bernie, like- I love Bernie Mac too, man. He's one of the funniest guys ever to set foot on stage. But boy, oh boy, that was uh, a paycheck grab, which I can't fault the man for doing. Uh, well, hey, listen, man, you did awesome, and now now comes a real test. We're gonna put that out this out into the public. Well, what about your three? I didn't hear your three. Oh, oh my three. Well, I go bad news. Oh, I'm going to go bad news bears, number one. Right. Um, uh, I wasn't prepared for I was I had gotten the, all the other lists, but bad news bears, number one. I, I, I do love eight men out. It's not just because DB. I do love eight men out. No question, because I just think great. that, yeah, it's a great, it's, it tells a, it tells a, an accurate, pretty accurate story. And also that like, to your point, as we've, we've already pointed out, I like to have actors who can play baseball. And other than the second baseman who was a dancer, and yeah. they had to like basically choreograph steps through a double play. But uh, that was a good one. Um, and yeah, I'm not even going to say the other one because you don't like it. Yeah, like you, Moneyball? No, no, no. I, I, when I heard Moneyball, I was, I was how are they ever going to make this a movie? And I'll give them credit. They made it into a movie. Like, Good, you know, congratulations. They made it into a movie. But no, I like the natural, man. Like, I, I like the natural. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate it. Moneyball angers me because for the obvious reason, like, oh, let's just not forget the fact that we've got 320 game winners in our team. No, that just goes completely unskated by. <laughs> no, it's all Scott Hatterberg and Dave Washington but- Justice walking. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> 
It was the same way in the book, though. I mean, it was the same. It was yeah. same. And, and my biggest problem, I may have told you this, was he flew to Cleveland to make a trade. Yeah. Like, like what is happening? Uh, all right, man. We solved a lot of the world's problems today. This awesome. is awesome. I feel like we did did God's work here today. But I can't agree more. <laughs> gutting the sacred cow, the yeah. best, one of the best. And I'm not just saying this. It's one of the best podcasts out there, uh, one of the best executed podcasts, one of the best topical podcasts, one of the most entertaining podcasts, and uh, and I hope we can do this. we got to get some other people on to, so you can shop them up, so you slice and dice them. You throw me some names, and we'll get them on. We'll find uh, something that they don't like that's going to anger people. <laughs> well, excellent job, man. Good to, Good to see you once again. Likewise. Thanks for having me. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.